Hello there, ladies and gentlemen, and welcome to another episode of Cookie Cast. Today on Cookie Cast, it's the football podcast. We've got all hands on deck. All the football guys are here, and we're all raring to talk football. Whether it's predictions, news, or anything football-related, we're going to talk about it. If you're watching us on YouTube, then you can see our beautiful faces. And if you click the subscribe button, something special happens. You can also subscribe if you're listening to us. Audio, video, whichever way you get in your podcast, do subscribe because it's a massive help to us. So here we go. This is CookieCast, the football podcast. Recording in progress. I mean, it's a, it's a wild accusation, if ever I heard one. But she might actually be right. Um, for audio listeners out there in the audio-verse... Is that a word? Probably not. Um, I'll have to take the register. Um, although, if you've read the description, you probably know who's man in the fort today. But uh, the host with absolutely the most, host of the football podcast, Paul Williams, sound off. Hi! There he is. Host of the Getting Over podcast and head of CookieCast Promotions Department, Mr. Stuart Woodmancy. Hello! Mr. Hulk Hogan, apparently, according to his uh, his pose that he just popped on uh, on the YouTube's, and he is host of the Pursuit of Happiness. It's either a, a, a drinking day or a non-drinking day, wherever he is. Mr. Matthew Moore, welcome to you, sir. Hello. So we're here to talk round ball, square egg, whichever one you want. The, uh, the round ball, the soccer for you across the ponders, or uh, for, for closer to home, football. That's right, we are talking Middlesbrough, Hull, Nottingham Forest football, and anybody that happens to cross those paths. It's, uh, yeah, it's an, absolute, uh, it's an absolute joy to be uh, looking through the book this week. Um, a little bit of business to start with. I feel that uh, I personally may have been a little uh, overly harsh towards the host of the podcast last week, pointing out, uh, pointing out, you know, things about not being able to like pick scores or or goal scorers or any of that sort of stuff. Obviously, I'm getting my apology out early because that in no way relates to this week's podcast. Moving on. He likes it. He loves it. He loves it. Loves it. Moving on swiftly. Um, Paul, where are you starting us off this week? Well, I'm just going to pause whilst I pour my refreshing beverage. Look at it. Look at the look at the thickness. Look at the look at the coloration. Look at the oh, this isn't this isn't the pursuit of happiness. Even though I've been there. Behind the scenes, ladies and gentlemen, I've been thinking we've been recording the Boyer podcast for the past three weeks. <laughs> so after after suggesting himself that we leave it for a couple of my suggestion that we put it on the hold for three weeks. Oh dear, he's apparently lost the plot. Um, so much so that my wife was even taking shots at you before we started. Yes, recording. yes, she was. <laughs> Thank you, Sarah. That was nice. <laughs> we'll We'll just get on with things, shall we? So, we can't talk about this week in football before we've discussed last week in football. So, that takes us to last weekend's games, which commenced with Mr. Stuart Woodmansey's team in West Yorkshire taking on Uddersfield. To quote, the, uh, Fill us in. to quote the 
quote the droids from the early episodes of Star Wars. Move along. Let's not. Do we have to? Come on. Um, yeah. I thought it would go badly. I was proven right. It finished. Huddersfield 2. Hull nil. He's, uh, do- he's doing that thing again, isn't he, where he's playing down certain aspects of this score. Because he knows I what's mean, coming. He knows what's I might coming. Not have got the goal scorers, is all I'm saying. Um, but the goal scorers on this occasion were Tom Lees and uh, the Dwayne, but Holmes this time. That is correct, sir. Um, as I alluded to, um, of all four of us to predict uh, to predict goals. Stuart Mansi manages yet again to hit the nail on the head. It's that it's that karmic payoff, isn't it? It's like you have to suffer through knowing that your team got beat, but I imagine at the end of the game you're like, oh well, got two points in the podcast. Um not He also he also didn't he didn't go to the game, so he probably don't care that much about the result. Well, it's not that. I'm, I'm hoping that at the end of the season I can cash in my podcast points for actual league points to keep it up. <laughs> uh, that's, that's, to no. be fair, spoiler alert, we did agree this with the EFL prior to the season's recordings and it was all ratified by the correct and proper people. So we're going to basically pull what's known as a derby and we're going to manage to wangle our way out of getting any relegations. <laughs> all I know is that EA are asking for a billion from us, and at this point in time, the podcast cannot support a billion dollars. Um, Stu was not the only person to be taking points out of this game. Uh, not quite the full whack, but Matt did predict heavily a Huddersfield win. Um, of the four of us, nobody predicted those goal scorers. So just two points for Stu. And two po- uh, and one point for Matt. Oh. Uh, I corrected it. I'm not giving any extra points out here. Steady on, steady on, steady on. So, speaking of extra points, brings us swiftly to the Middlesbrough game, where Middlesbrough took on Peterborough United. Paul. Nah. No. Nah, this game didn't happen. Did it not? Nah. From a Middlesbrough perspective, I imagine it probably did happen. Nah, not not from a not from a Middlesbrough predictions perspective, it didn't. I believe what's known as not having any faith in the team has uh, kind of bitten me in the arse. Works for me. <laughs> um. Yeah, so basically what's happened there is you were the only person that didn't predict Middlesbrough to win. Yes, of course, of course. But, unlike Stu, you get it the other way around. Do you want to tell the lovely, lovely people what the score in this game was? The score, Mr Cook, was Middlesbrough 2... Peter Borough, nil. And who scored what can only be described as fantastic goals? The first goal was a penalty by the uh, the Northern Irish... No, can't think of a, an equivalent, so we'll just go with the, uh, the Northern Irish Paddy McNair, because that's what he is. The second goal was scored by a, a gentleman that on, on, a, on, a, on, a, on a similar Middlesbrough-themed podcast was described as Joshy fucking Colburn. So, yeah, youngster from the academy, Josh Colburn. Indeedy doody. Um, as previously mentioned, uh, Paul, you, uh, you did not correctly predict a score and uh, as Peterborough did not get any goals your goal scorers are invalid sir 
what a shame, eh? My uh, reverse psychology didn't work. Or did it? <laughs> Tell you, did get points. Stuart Woodmancy loves them points. Loves them. Just the one, though. Didn't get any of the goal scorers either, so that's where your scoring ends, sir. Can I ask a question on that note? No. On the, on the goal scorers, Paddy McNair took the penalty. Just right. a normal big penalties for you guys. Paddy McNair. He always takes penalties. He's, he's the current designated penalty taker, yeah. Okay, that's fine. I, I, I thought it was somebody else and I was going to be annoyed if... Uh, it have changed because I thought it was Johnny Alfred. No, I don't. I don't. I honestly don't think he's ever taken our penalties from what I can remember. Oh well. Not really a dead ball man. Not really a football man most weeks. Oh! This fucking guy <laughs> calling me out for the unforgetful nature. Shots fired. So, Stu's up there with one point, but Matt swoops in, gets the correct score. Pew, pew, pew. Two points. Um, apparently, he's not the only one. Yeah, yeah, you heard it here first, boys and girls. This guy managed to correctly predict a football game by accident. Right, that's it. We need to all pack up and go. It's, it's never going to get better than this. Is that, is that Andy's shirt that's just come off? <laughs> you say you say it's not going to get any better than this. You say it, but you know it's coming down the pipe. Oh, you no. know <laughs> that something is going to go weirdly wrong. Something. Speaking of something going weirdly wrong, Nottingham Forest played... Blackpool. Matt? It certainly did. It's going weirdly right. Worryingly right. Um, so, yeah. Uh, so, the Seasiders paid a visit to uh, Nottingham Forest on there on Saturday uh, and Forest ran out 2-1 winners. Um, some, as I, we discussed earlier on, some questionable refereeing decisions. Um on Blackpool's part, <laughs> definitely should have had a penalty, maybe two. Um, yeah, but in the end, uh, Forrest ran out two on winners with Johnson, uh, Brendan Johnson, who's kind of really kind of coming into his own at the moment, and uh, you know, uh, friend, favourite, you know, uh, loyal predictor to the podcast, uh, Lewis Graben, also getting a goal, uh, and. Also, kind of one for this year, Yates um, for Blackpool scoring their only goal. Um, so, so for once, there was a goal. There was a goal in the Forest game. It was scored by a Yates, but he wasn't a shitter. Now I'm going to take this. I'm going to take this up with you, because right, oh. there was a there was an article shared by the Nottingham Evening Post, and Forest are one of the cleanest teams in the league. So you can go fuck yourself. Listen. That's only when his stats are removed from that particular, uh, you know, finding. I, I heard then that that was an article published by a Nottingham-based publication shortly after a, uh, a guy who's taken charge of the team that's related to the refereeing system. <laughs> <laughs> no, I thought you were going to say it was like Yates and Sun published. <laughs> <laughs> so, I can hear you crying out. Andy, what does it do to the scores? Well, <laughs> stripe tails in, kids, because here it comes. Paul correctly predicting a Forest win, just not enough to get the full whack. Did get a point. You also did not correctly predict a goal scorer, so that is where your scoring ends, sir. Well, that's disappointing. Stu shows us how it's done. It gets one point for the score, but tops it up by getting one of the goal scorers. Two points for you, sir. Matt did the same. 
Matt decided a point for for the score and correctly predicting Johnson to score two points for you sir um, unfortunately for me I edged my bets dinner I went with a draw that is not gonna get that is not how you get points in this game how you get points in this game is by correctly predicting not one but two goal scorers yeah 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 he did he did that yeah he did Alright, so apparently for those who have just joined the podcast late, Andy's been replaced by Billy Big Spuds for this particular week. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's been it's been a it's been a while of uh, oh is that is that zero I'm posting, not only for the half of the week but for the full week. That's that's good that I I, I certainly uh, you know agree with all of the Twitter you know the Twitter stuff about, you know, how I should be replaced by somebody who actually knows about football. Um, at half time, the scores are as follows. Paul has one point. Both Stu and Matt have five points. And I've got four. Would you believe it? So, at time of recording... Mm, at time of pressing record... Games were still in play. One game that wasn't in play was the Brits. The, the was the Bristol. <laughs> was the Bristol City Nottingham Forest game. Matt. Oh, or you? <clears throat> well, as the winner, I believe Matt can take the glory on this one. If you would have, if you would have spoken to me about half past nine last night, you would have got the chicken licking, sky falling in, kind of. Oh yeah, this is where it all starts, um, kind of thing. Um, oh, oh, it would have been, it would have been a, forest back to tight. Oh. I mean, after if you saw the goal that they conceded, it was you know I'd kind of thought, oh yeah, Samba's kind of turned the corner, kind of thing. It was a shocking bit of keeping for their goal. Um, and I mean, to fair, Forest dominated the match through well, pretty much all of it. And after you know, you kind of get the statistics of Bristol City haven't won at home for fifteen games and stuff like that. You're like, right, okay, then there's no, there's, we're definitely losing today and all that kind of thing. And then up steps Steve Cooper's dad with the little message to the uh, to the officials, right, boy, can't lose. So uh, hey. <clears throat> Seen him given, seen him not given penalty in the 91st minute, which then Lyle Taylor gave me kittens by his very, very casual run-up. That was, uh, I was like, well, that's definitely getting saved, isn't it? Kind of thing. Uh, then went to pick up the ball. I'm like, what the fuck are you doing? Just take the draw. No, turn back, go and get it. And then, um, and then Lyle Taylor scores the winner in the 92nd minute. So, uh, 90 second turnaround in terms of play 90 minutes then uh, just just the next 90 seconds and uh, win the game and that so he just shouldn't have bothered really I was I was reliably informed by Mr Panas a name familiar to all of this particular uh, podcast fraternity that not only did they obviously have the Taylor second goal but apparently there was a chance in between the penalty and the goal so it could have been even more. They could have scored another one, apparently. <laughs> they, uh, they, they, they played really well. I mean, Johnson is kind of, you know, I, I was a bit kind of like, is he going to be everything he's hyped up to be? Or like hyped up at the start of the season and he's definitely kind of up there. He's really like skillful and pacey and he's got, <laughs> we just talked about Yates having that little kind of shittiness about him. He does have a touch of shittiness about him kind of thing. He kind of does stick his foot in. And... Do, you reckon he's, do you reckon he's sort of cemented his place for the rest of the season? Alan? Oh God, I'd hope so. I mean, something that would have to go really wrong for him not to play. And then it's like, I think he might be the sort of... He's ended up being the sort of breakout player, really, hasn't he? Did anyone, did anyone pick him at the start of the season like as the one to watch? 
I think I did, yeah. He's basically done what I thought Mighton would have done, like stepped up and sort of taken that mantle and stuff like that. And he's, he's just he's, been nowhere. Mighton has got a touch of the chicken with his head cut off about him. Uh, uh, he, he brought him on last night and he kind of like, he's really, really fast, but Bit of the Adama Traore's about himself. What? Bit of the Adama Traore's about him. Yeah. He gets the ball and just runs as fast as he can. But Johnson's got a bit more skill, a bit more kind of guile, a bit more kind of thingy about him. The thing, I think, you know, kind of an element of pessimism, I think what what the kind of sequence of games has shown is that Forrest need, well, they need need another striker, I would say, because grabbing can't play two games in kind of three days, you know, and everyone can get the tiny violins out. But, you know, when you got people making predictions of top six finishes and shit like that, I'm like, mm, let's, let's, uh, let's, uh, let's kind of pump the brakes on that a little bit because I don't think, you know, Lyle Taylor got two last night, but I don't think you can rely on him to be the main striker kind of every other game kind of thing. And, you know, grab and play last night. He just looked really tired. Um, there was some really kind of like sloppy play, kind of where he just lost the ball here and there. And I just think at some point, hopefully, and and with with kind of with the uh, January transfer window coming up, they can get somebody of reasonable kind of skills to kind of sit in there as to either either become the main striker or become the backup striker that's you know going to be there to score goals but also not take away from Johnson because I think it's that kind of he's got that I, I you don't want to kind of get too kind of but he does seem to have that it factor that kind of some play you know that you need in the championship to kind of push you over the edge at times oh my god oh, so I didn't say the goal the goal goal scorer so Lyle Taylor got two and Scott who missed a sitter just before that, um, uh, it's got the Bristol City on. Indeed. So, it's time to pick apart what this one looks like. What it looks like is... Paul. Yes? So nearly getting the two points. Does take a point out of the game for almost... Uh, for correctly predicting a Forest win, nearly correctly predicting the score. Um, however, on the flip side, and I'll say this here, I'll say this to start with, for his two goals, nobody picked Taylor to score. Um, Stu went for a Desmond. Unfortunately, no good. No goal scorers. Matt... Followed in Stu's footsteps with a Desmond. And also no goal scorers. I picked Forrest to win. So so I got a point. So, so there's that. I mean, what is going on right now? In the words of Gurr, I'm scared. I thought, there was, more to, I thought there was more to that then. I thought you were sort of like holding out for something. I say I think he predicted a goal scorer and we said no. Oh, here we go. Here we go. No, no, it's not that. It's not that. It, it's something else which we're going to come to. Uh, we're, we're going to come to in a couple of games' time. Um, <laughs> Hull City were still playing Peterborough United when we pressed record, but that game has since finished, hasn't it, Stu? I mean, as you can tell from that, Hull clearly lost again. Um, after 43, well, no, sorry, I should, I should wind this back. After 42 minutes, Sky proudly proclaimed that we should have had a penalty and it was declined. And then less than 90 seconds later, Peterborough went up the other end and scored. So that stung quite a lot. Then, just to give us a bit of false hope, Josh McGuinness. Bagged one in uh, injury time in the first half. 
just to uh, even things up, just just to give us all that false hope. And then uh, I've actually seen Peterborough's second goal, and it was a nice team passing goal, through ball, dinked in, nice finish. And uh, interestingly, Peterborough haven't picked up a point on the road all season. So, you know, there's the extra kick in the stones for everybody in Hull. Thank you very much. Um, so, yeah, it finished Hull 1, Peterborough 2. Uh, as I mentioned, the Hull goal scorer was Josh McGuinness. And the Peterborough goal scorers was Jack Taylor and Sinky Dembele. Siriki. Oh, well, I can't read it from this angle. But... <laughs> Siriki. I mean, it's it's an even bigger kick in the stones considering that I predicted him to score against you. <laughs> Some might say a little karmic retribution, but who would that be? What that does to the scores is this. Nobody predicted Peterborough to win. So there's that. Um, and, um, yeah, nobody predicted Peterborough to even score. So there's that. But one man, one shining light, steps out amongst all of the other dross and says, I would like McGuinness to score. That man is Matthew Moore. You, sir, get one point for your correct goal score prediction I predict him every week so it's about time <laughs> eh, we don't dwell on it we don't dwell on it any 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 day now Lewis Potter's going to get a goal but I'll be saying <laughs> the same let's talk Middlesbrough football Middlesbrough took on the most Yorkshire team in the world or in fact in Yorkshire Barnsley Paul uh, I'll make this short and sweet as we've not got much time left before we have to take a short break. But uh, Middlesbrough won the game 2 0. Uh, opening goal was scored by Andras Sparar. The second goal was scored by Matt Crooks. Correct. Um, so we'll, we'll rattle through it because we've got we've got a, a unscheduled commercial break coming up. Paul, you predicted 4-0. You get a point for predicting a win. And of your four goal scorers, you got Sparar. Yes! Two points for you, sir. It had to happen eventually that I'd pick one goal scorer <laughs> incorrectly. Particularly when you got for the scattergun approach. <laughs> <laughs> Stu... Spray it around, lads. Spray it around to up. Stu, you predicted Borough to win. Not quite nail on the head kind of scoring, but you did predict a win. Uh, you also predicted Crooks to score two points for you, sir. Uh, Matt, just a point for predicting a Middlesbrough win. Uh, you did not get a goal scorer. Yeah. Yeah, I correctly predicted a 2 0 Middlesbrough win, so it takes two points out of the game. And uh, what does that do to the week, I hear you ask? Paul, four points. And a three-way tie on seven between myself, Matt and Stu. And on that bombshell, we will be right back to see if we can hit it again with some lovely predictions. Recording in progress. So all, all the buttons change, the buttons change, the buttons change. After a short commercial break, uh, please do buy the products on the uh, commercials because they uh, give a little kickback to uh, the podcast. We're back, and what we're back with is this week's games. Obviously, some of us are out to try and uh, keep, the, keep the point total way up there in the nosebleeds. Um, so, 
He's here. He's here. He's in charge and he's here to take names. But a Middlesbrough going to take down Cardiff City this week. Let's find out. <sighs> Stu, you look like a man who's prepared to give a prediction. I, I am fully prepared, locked and indeed loaded and... I have it on good authority that Cardiff took a little bit of a beating in a local derby at the uh, weekend, just gone. Getting beat 3-0 by Swansea. Um, however, before Stu makes his pick, can I just point out that after tonight's game against Fulham, they've lost seven games on the spin. Mm. Beautiful, Stu. Do, do you know who the last team they beat were? Do you want to know who the next team they're going to beat is? <laughs> well, <laughs> me and you, Spider-Man. <laughs> Lock, lockstep. Lockstep. I am not subscribing to your nonsense. Despite it being October. Um, I have gone for Cardiff 1, Middlesbrough 2. Lovely stuff. Um, Goal scorers. As, as he's in the room, I'll, I'll give him a goal. So I've gone for more to score for Cardiff. Very nice. Very nice. Um, um, I had already picked these before tonight's games, and I'm not going to change them now for fear of it then happening and then me not getting any points. So I've gone for Spora for one of them. And the horrible, horrible little prick that is what more <laughs> for the other one. You've got to let it go, man. He didn't do anything wrong, I would imagine. You would have, one would imagine. Um, I've gone a little bit more in the Middlesbrough camp on this one. Uh, Cardiff, nil, Middlesbrough, two. Tavernier and McNair to score. Matt. I am going to go for it. It's going to completely jinx it as well. 1-0 uh, to Middlesbrough. Love it. Goal scorer. Um, baller to score. Baller. Tell us how it's really going down then, Paul. But Matt might want to re-pick. Is he injured? I think he's injured at the minute. He, oh, certainly, he certainly hasn't played the last few games. In as much as on Saturday against uh, Peterborough, they had one recognised defender in the back three, which was Sol Bamba. So, I don't know how close to match fitness he is. Oh, right. yeah. Just wanted to say, just in case you do want to repick. Mm, well, I'll go uh, Johnny Housen instead then. If he plays and scores now, please don't kick me in the face on Saturday. <laughs> if he plays and scores now, I reckon you should take a point away from Paul. I push him on the pond. Rude. <laughs> Will you give him the advice? I mean, that is true. I'm pretty much banned to rights there, aren't I? <laughs> so you wanted to know how it's going to go down, yeah? Indeed. I mean, how often do teams lose eight games in a row? Almost never is the, is the case. Let's also factor in that it's a 12.30 kickoff on a Saturday. Don't if you're aware, but Middlesbrough to Cardiff's not exactly a trip just down the road. Uh, and, obviously, Colin used to manage Cardiff. I don't like this. Possibly... Mick McCarthy won't be managing Cardiff anymore after tonight. So they could have that new manager bounce or caretaker manager bounce. I mean, it, it's it's an early kickoff. We never do well at Cardiff. It's got all the hallmarks of a Cardiff one Middlesbrough nil all over it. Wow. Goal scorer? Um, I can't even pick an ex-Borough player because he's left. I would have gone for Joe Bennett for the old boy rule. Let's have a look. 
I think Keith, I, I would have picked Kiefer more because I think I've got him as the championship top goal scorer and, and, I, and, honestly, and honestly don't know if he scored all season for Cardiff. Uh, let's have a quick look at who was in the team tonight. I, I seem to recall him being mentioned on the highlights package a couple of weeks back. Oh, fucking hell. They very much do have an ex-Middlesbrough player in the ranks. And it will be that shithouse who definitely scores the goal and it'll probably go in off his... The, the inside of his knee, or something like that, or the, the crevice of his knee. Aidan fucking Flint. That's, that's his full name. Yeah, that's, that's, his yeah that's his Christian name. <laughs> it's, it's um, yeah, he's, he's basically... We paid seven million quid for him, and he was basically a post box. He was useless. Useless. You're not getting just confused with the design of your kit with it being red with the bar across the middle. Oh. Anyway. So, as he's uh, as he's firing shots left, right, and centre, you can pick last next. Think about what you've done. Also, it's your team playing Luton Town. So, Luton Town versus Hull City coming up next. Um. Now I know I know what you're going to say. You're a madman to pick Hull City to win this game. I've been called worse. Nil one Hull City, and it's in the book again. Lewis, Andy, may I just point? Part of may I just game. point out they're not playing Middlesbrough. They're playing a different team. Yeah, I know, but I like to pretend. Uh, Lewis nice. Potter to score because eventually it's going to happen. Just ask Matt. Speaking of asking Matt, Matt, oh, if he's picking a whole goal scorer, I think we all know who he's picking. <laughs> um, I am going to go for a. I'm going to go for nil-nil draw. Oh. That's because he's not going to pick McGuinness to score two games on the bounce and then therefore didn't want to pick a different goal scorer. <laughs> and, and also... Oh, he's Oh, Paul rumbled me on my uh, way I pick things. Like, <laughs> can I, have, has, anybody, has anybody played this team previously? No, damn it. That means I have to look up a goal scorer. Yeah. Or I could just put the team that I know to win. He's not joking. Go back through the previous season's podcast. If the team hasn't featured in the book that season, he's screwed. He normally just goes, that team just gone nil. It's always the case. Somebody out there thinks this is a joke. This is absolutely not a joke. (laughs) I literally pick by, have you played somebody before? No, you're getting a nil then, because I can't be asked to look it up. Speaking of uh, looking stuff up... It's hilarious because it's true. It is funny because it's true. Paul. Uh, sorry, Stu, I'm have to put you down for a one miller. Uh, and Fred on your dimmer to score for Lou. Good luck spelling that one, Andy. <laughs> I think I've done I, it. I, I, I reckon I've definitely it. cracked it. Go on then, Stu. Tell us how it's really going to go down. I am as optimistic, or slightly more optimistic, than Mr Moore. Um, subscribing to Paul's theory of how many games can a team lose in a row. Um, I'll have us down for a draw, please, but I will go for 1-1. Okay. Um, and I'll go for Wilkes to score for Hull. And for Luton... To score right at the end, I will go for Bell. (laughs) 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 So, Nottingham Forest football is next on the docket, and they're taking on Fulham, or Fulham, depending where you're from. Um, So... 
Bearing in mind the conversation we've just had about uh, how I pick my uh, how I pick my goal scorers, guess somebody's played Fulham already this season. Oh, two one to Nottingham Forest. Can I hear a hell yes? <laughs> Lewis Graben, and I've been I've been dying to get this guy's name in the book just because I think he's got a fantastic name, Zinkenagel, and. Uh, for Fulham, Mitrovic. Paul. Uh, you know that could run that Forrester on. It's about to come to an end. Uh, yeah, I, 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 I wouldn't want to be playing Fulham at the minute, let's put it that way. Uh, nil 2, please. Ooh. Uh, I'll go for Mitrovic, and I'll, I'll I'll save I'll save the other guy who scored tonight against Cardiff for his return to uh, the MKM Stadium. Um, but I will go for Reed. Lovely stuff, Stew. Haven't seen the goal scorer of Fulham this evening, but I'm now probably under the illusion it was probably Mr. Kearney. Um, uh, I believe I believe his nickname from back in the day from you was Tough, tough Tackling Tom Kearney. Tough, tough Tackling Tom Kearney, yeah. For, fortunately for Fulham, he seemed to go through puberty on the way down there, so he's um, he, he, he seemed to grow a little bit. Anyway, moving on. Um, I have gone. For a 1-1 draw. And for those of you playing along at home, you will probably be able to guess that I am about to mention the names Lewis Graben and Alexander Mitrovic. Yeah. So hang on a second. Are they both, are they both going to sort of like cancel each other out with like 60 goals each at the top of the scoring charts at the end of the season? Yeah. Yeah. Okay, Matt, tell us how it's really um, going down. Boy, I tell you, I'm going to tell you all how it's really going to go down. Um, I, as, as I've alluded to, with thing, the, the attacking side of Forest is really good. Their defence is shaky, I would say. Um, uh, so, I think it's a 3-1 to Fulham. Jeebus. I think it could get I think it would get ugly pretty quickly. <clears throat> um Forrest who's gonna kinda of fluke one in. Uh, McKenna <laughs> Loving the optimism. For that um Mitrovic double. So I think he could have a a nice afternoon. And I don't know, Reed. Is it the chord of a Reed? Yeah, so technically, I could have played a, another dirty play there because they've got a guy called Harrison Reed and they have Bobby Decordover Reed. But I did mean Decordover Reed. Mm. When you say another dirty move, what do you mean, Paul? He knows. I put him in. You did. And you weren't involved, so just watch back this week's uh, NFL podcast when that drops on the Cookie Cast Network for the full story. <laughs> full story was had over on the NFL podcast. But we're still talking round egg, not 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 egg egg. Um <laughs> let's talk about let's talk about the rest of the week. Oh wait, oh, that's right, the book's blank because there are no more games. I believe I am reliably informed by not only BBC Football Sports, but the members of this podcast that apparently there is cup action going on, but not for the teams in question. Well, what, what sort of cup action is it though, Mr Woodmansey? It's the, uh, the Carabao Cup. 
And why are our teams not involved anymore? Because the shit. <laughs> <laughs> Is the correct answer. <laughs> However, I believe earlier, Mr. Woodbury did use the phrase that there's no games for us because they've all carabowed out of the cup for this comp- for this particular season, which was just just straight out of the uh, the index section of the dad joke book, I suppose. <laughs> It's a deep one. It's a deep cut, that one. So, that's the predictions done. Last week's sorted. Next week is sorted. Um, I believe there's nothing gone on in the football world this week, so we'll just end it there then, yeah? Correct, yeah. Lovely. Good to see you boys, and I'll catch you later, yeah? Yeah. Marvellous. Bye. (laughs) But wait, we're still here, which can only mean... (laughs) There's something to talk about. Um, I w- I will at this point uh, hold my hands up and say there was a lot of lot of words going on 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 group chats that I have very little idea of. So I'm about so, to get an education. Yeah. Right. Then. So obviously last week we covered the fact that um, Newcastle United decided to just forego any sort of moral well-being and decided to sell their club and their morals to the highest bidder that just, just happened to come from I mean, Saudi Arabia. Just as a point, I mean, first... when you say Newcastle, can you say it properly, please? Newcastle? Thank you. I think you got, you got, you got, I mean, on reflection, the owner of the club, the previous owner of the club, can't really talk about morals. So they kind of, you know... What are you no, come on. Listen, he had, he had the... He had the best interests of any other club other than Newcastle in his mind. At least he sold carrier bags rather than put people in them. <laughs> yeah, I mean, to be fair, he's been thinking about the planet for years. He's been selling them fucking bags way before you had to buy bags for life. So, and, and let, now, do you know what? Forget, let's not forget the saddest part of all of this is that the, the people in Newcastle have had to say goodbye to their ginormous mugs. <laughs> No, Ant and Deck were definitely there on Saturday. Ah, some day apologies. Were they in public dress? I wonder how big the <laughs> wonder how big either the money was or the gun that was held to them to make sure that they were there on on Sunday. And the best thing about it was the fact that they, when they were sat there, they were sat as Deck and Ant, which everyone picked up on. It was like bloody hell, they're there. They're having a hell of a time. They're having a really bad time. But at least they could have sat in the right order. <laughs> it was like fucking hell. taking away all the important things from the game there. Yeah. Um, so obviously the major discussion point up outside of the fact of oh, just think of how much money they'll get to spend. Not really, because obviously they've still got to work within a budget, etc., etc. Was the fact that oh, I wonder how long Steve Bruce will get. Um, the answer was one game. His thousandth game. His thousandth game, which has now raised the ca- the case of will he get a thousand and one game in management? I'll be amazed if someone doesn't pick him up. Well, in fact, can we set a timer now on just how many games Claudio Ranieri's got left at Watford? <laughs> God, I mean that that'll be over and done with pretty quickly because they go through managers at the rate of knots. It's ridiculous. Honestly. I know it was Liverpool that were playing and they lost 5-0, but would not surprise me if he doesn't even survive till Christmas. Because all, all it'll take is him to lose 2 or 3-0 to like someone like Burnley and the, and the owners will just go, no, not working, see you later. They, they've kind of, kind of stealthily snuck under, and I, I know we talk, we're kind of talking about Newcastle, but Watford have stealthily kind of gone under the radar as being an absolute joke of a club, yeah, the the rate that they get rid of, of managers and it's just this turnover, turnover. And if they last a season, they're lucky. And that's mental. I think we might have covered it in the week that you weren't able to record. And I think we I think we worked out that the the average manager doesn't even get ten months in charge. So, and that's taken into account the fact that there's they've had one or two managers that have lasted. A full season, so they've had managers that haven't even lasted like two months. 
Well, they had Silver and was it Jankovic? They lasted quite a while, didn't they? Those two. So Jankovic um, got them up and then didn't and then didn't even manage him in the Premier League. Right. So he got binned off before the Premier League even started, and they brought in that Kike uh, Sanchez Flores, who I think got him to the end of the season and left, and then came back and then was removed. So it must be an unbearable place to work. It's like it's that. I think I even said it that week on the podcast, where it was like, surely if you're a manager, you have to think twice about taking the position, because, granted, yeah, yeah, you'll you'll probably be handsomely rewarded, and you know that if you sign a two or three year contract, I suppose it, it, it's a bonus in the fact that you're going to get paid for three years work for doing about four months, which is always a bonus. So. Um, you wonder, you wonder what their terms are, because I presume they must do like the if if. I mean, if their owners have got anything about them, I mean, I suppose it's two two sides to it. Isn't it? The owners will probably offer them like a twelve month rolling contract kind of thing, so they only have to ever pay them one year. Exactly. But when you pay six of those at the same time, <laughs> well, that's, yeah. that's the thing, isn't it? Like at any one time, how many managers are they paying to sort of manage the club or not manage the not club? Either. Yeah. I suppose what you do is you hope that you go and do a decent enough job at Watford that you think that somebody else kind of thinks, all right, we'll take a kind of thing on them, like Silver or something like that. Oh, yeah, because he's, the, the, the other guy is now at Sheffield United, isn't he? Ikanovic, yeah, he's the, he's the Sheffield United manager at the moment, yeah. But did, did Silver, Silver went to Watford after Hull? Because he came, because he was at Hull for what, about half a season? <laughs> Yeah, because he came to work because that was the infamous uh, Paul Merson rant about how they should be taking English managers that know the league and blah blah blah, and then he came, he came in and absolutely worked wonders at our spot. And and all, almost him. kept him up. Yeah, and then ended up uh, Watford and Everton, one day after us. Yeah, and yeah. now he's and now he's back at Fulham. So. You were saying about um, somebody picking Bruce up though? Apparently, he's given an interview to the Telegraph saying that it could be his last job. The, the direct, the direct quote was, "I think this might be my last job. It's not just about me. It's taking its toll on my whole family because they are all Geordies, and I can't ignore that." I think, I think, I think, yeah, I think behind the scenes, and it's been covered up quite well by the local media, is that he's had a bad time, and I think, you know, I think the behaviour of some of the fans. Is has stepped over that metaphorical line, you know. I've heard rumours of eggs been his car being eggs, his wife's car being eggs. You know, like I know his kids are older, but still, you know, they don't need. He's a manager of a football club, and you know, it matters. But does it matter that much that you're making someone's life a misery? You know, and. So I think I think that it's stepped over, and I think like stuff they've said about him and local radio and local papers and just fans forums and stuff like that. And you know they say they don't read the press, they probably don't go on the internet to find this stuff, but it gets back to you because you know what? Some twat in the media will say, "Oh, have you read this on Reddit? Someone says this about you." And you're like, probably don't need to hear that because who gives this stuff? Because it's just some some idiot who's. You know, taking his time out of day just to be a dick about it. And yeah, at the end of the day, you know, Steve Bruce has got his faults. When you look at his managerial career, he's left a lot of clubs in the lurch at different times. But he's won a hell of a lot of stuff. And he was the captain of the most successful club in the country at the time. And, you know, I think there's just some level of respect that, you know, yeah, he's a manager of a football club and yeah, he, he man, and managed your most hated rivals and when he's meant to be a Geordie and you're not meant to do that. But hey, he's got to pay his mortgage as well. Um, and, you know, just there's a line between being a person and being a knob just because you support a football team. And it's not something specific to Newcastle. It's, it's something that goes on throughout football the world over. But I just think it's just it was it it's overstepped to mark because because the coward of it an owner that they had hid away he became a figurehead for the hate um, because they didn't want him as manager because he didn't play 
attractive football. But yeah, I mean, I, I'm glad he got the full payout of his contracts. I'm glad that you know he's kind of, they kind of let him leave with some level of dignity. Um, you know, and kind of they can move on and the club can be the club that it wants to be. And on that, uh, you know, on that note about letting him leave with dignity. I saw one thing that said that he'd left by mutual consent. And Sky have hammered it home. Newcastle sack Steve Bruce. So again, that's like... Which is it? He's been sacked. That was annoying annoying for me because the lead headline on Sky was that he's been sacked. And then if you actually read through the thread, it does say that he left via mutual consent. So shame on Sky for putting that because that's just... That's just wanting to get clickbait and stuff like that, and that's wanting people to go to the headline more. Because obviously, if he if he leaves by mutual consent, that's not as juicy as it is that them, them saying, "Oh, we gave him the bullet and stuff like that." So and it's it's I'm, pandering I'm, I'm, as well. It, it it's pandering yeah. to to the, to the fans as well because they want to hear sacked, they want to hear gotten rid of, they want to hear you know, give them the boot, shut on the door, get him out of here. You know, you think, yeah, congratulations, because love your life when you've got the you know the names that have been linked to them and it's it's outstanding you know Zinedine's you know oh yeah they're going to get Zinedine Zizan alright then because he hasn't had millions to spend at Real Madrid and done alright but actually he wants the France job so then let's take the next pile on the list it's a collection of England failures so you know Rooney Gerrard or Lampard great Enjoy the championship. Be, enjoy being the richest club in the championship next season because that is a hundred percent where you'll be if you pick any three of those managers as your next manager. We're just for those of you that are playing along with uh, Matt's predictions on on previous podcasts as well. Fortunately, for the time being, Jose Mourinho ruled himself out earlier in the week, saying that he signed up for three years at Roma and he's not leaving those guys. He's decided. So. Uh, See you in a couple of weeks then, yeah? <laughs> Definitely 18 months when he's outstayed his welcome at Roma and he's sacked him. Well, and then be... if, if we adopt the Andrew Cook principle, I would imagine that at some point in the next couple of weeks he'll get a mysterious injury just before his new album drops. Could be a book. Don't forget, don't forget the book market. And no. then he ends up changing jobs mysteriously. Ooh. But yeah, the the Rooney link was the was the funniest one for me. It's it's he's not getting the job done at Derby. Who strangely enough, Mike Ashley's been linked with purchasing. So yeah, just the, the other names I'd seen it. Um, one of them was Eddie Howe. Yeah, I saw that one. But he's been out of the game since well for over two, over two seasons now, or well, just about two seasons. He's, he's hanging fire for the Southampton job, isn't it? Because he obviously his family's down there as well. Yeah. I, I what they're gaining by sacking Bruce and taking him on, he's a, he's just a younger version for me. Like, if they're wanting these like lofty ambitions, I don't think that Eddie Howe's going to get them a top four finish or a top six finish, particularly. Um, the the other ones were was it uh, Fonseca? The former Roma boss. That was another one I'd seen. Um, and Lucian Favre. Was it, was it former Borussia Dortmund manager? Yeah, I think that rings a bell. They'll do something bizarre and hilarious just to keep the lols going. <laughs> Who doesn't love the Which lols? Yeah. Anything else from the uh, the week in football? I I don't have anything. I don't know if these two boys have, have got anything else to sort of pick up on. The only one that I had was um, obviously the uh, is it? I'm going to get his name wrong here. I don't want to get it wrong. Uh, David Brooks. Oh yeah, he's been diagnosed with Hodgkin's lymphoma. Yeah, mm-hmm. and. Uh, Kind of just like best wishes to him, really. It's, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, it's, it's not something you ever want to see. Um, no. uh, yeah, uh, you know, it's kind of 
those they kind of pay tribute to him and stuff like that and kind of like kind of thing. But yeah, yeah, I just don't, you know, it's best wishes to to him and his family as it were. Absolutely. Right, gentlemen, if there's nothing else, I'll thank uh, you for taking me and these lovely people through the somewhat choppy waters that is the football world. Join us next week when we talk about the games that we've predicted this week and predict even more football. Thank you very much, gentlemen. I'll catch you next week. Bye. So there we go. What do you think of that? Another one done. Big thank you to Matt, Stu, and of course Paul for talking us through all the football news and everything in the football world. Wherever you get your podcasts, do subscribe because it's a massive help to us. You can also jump over to our website, thecookiecast.com. Drop us a line on social media or email. All the links are there. And uh, yeah, maybe we'll read out what you send us. That's it for this one. Until next time, I'm going to say bye and I'll see you then.